Hi, it's Mark Sinkowitz, and welcome to a special series of SeedWorld podcast episodes. We'll be covering this year's virtual annual meeting of the National Association of Plant Breeders, which takes place August 15th to 19th, 2021. A variety of awards will be handed out this year, including the NAPB Private Sector Plant Breeding Impact Award, which will go to Dr. Thomas Osborne. Tom is currently the head of global analytics and pipeline design for vegetable R&D at Bayer Crop Science in St. Louis. He leads a team of scientists and engineers that brings new insights and capabilities to the vegetable breeding pipeline using predictive analytics, accelerated breeding methods, and advanced genomic and plant phenotyping technologies. I sat down with Tom to talk about his work, his award, and the future of plant breeding in the vegetable seed space. Enjoy our chat. I got interested in biology as a very young person, plants in particular, and I was, um, I didn't grow up on a farm, but, but I was exposed to a lot of um, sort of horticultural um, plant experiences, and I did go to uh, undergrad in horticulture at University of Wisconsin. I thought I might go into the ornamental business, but um, did, did some early um, job experience and, and decided that might not be where I want to go and pretty quickly got interested in genetics. I took a genetics course. I actually took a fly course, <laughs> fruit fly, and I was fascinated by it. And I said, man, I want to do this with plants. And I got hooked up with somebody at Wisconsin, Paul Williams, and worked on fast plants as an undergrad. And that, that hooked me. I was just set on doing genetics and plants after that and went to grad school at Wisconsin. I left and did a postdoc in California. And this was about the time that molecular breeding was really starting to break. And, and um, I, I did a postdoc in that area using molecular markers in tomato and um, realized how um, important that technology was gonna become. And I got offered an academic role back at Wisconsin and, and entered the agronomy department and I, I set up a experimental um, research program in molecular breeding and um, worked on a few different crops there, developing new germplasm with um, new traits using molecular markers and um, also studied polyploidy, which is a sort of unique um, phenomenon, especially in plants, but many of our plants are polyploids, multiple chromosome sets. So I studied that for a while. And I was there for about 20 years, had quite a nice career and um, developed quite a program there. And um, at that point in my life, I decided to do something different. And um, I made the move into a company called Seminus, which was a vegetable seed company in California. So we moved out there and um, started working there. And, and um, shortly after, Monsanto acquired Seminus. So I became a part of uh, the Monsanto company through that acquisition. And of course, more recently, um, Bayer has acquired Monsanto. So now I'm 
part of Bear. So I've been with the same company, but moved around a little bit within the company. So I was in vegetables out there. I moved to um, St. Louis and I led the genotyping lab in St. Louis, um, several labs, actually global labs that do the genotyping for all of the, the crops. I did that for about 10 years. And then in the last, um, Oh, a few years I moved back into vegetables. I'm still in St. Louis, but working again in the vegetable business. And, and what I'm doing now is leading a group called Analytics and Pipeline Design. I actually just announced that I'm taking a new role in a, an area called product design. But you know, by the by the description of those titles, you can you can tell where we are migrating to and in breeding. We're migrating more and more to a design concept for creating new varieties. And um, I, I guess that's what I, I'm most excited about in terms of how the field has evolved and, and watching how it's changed over the years and where we're at today. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing to see how far we've come in such a short time. Yeah, I can imagine. And you know, the topic of seed innovation is always top of mind for us as Seed World, as, as I know it obviously is for you. And, and what's number one on your radar right now with regards to vegetable seed innovation? I think that one of the, the big things is, is um, um, I think in, in vegetables, we're in the process of, of um, of transforming how we work. Um, and it's this transformation that, that maybe um, at least in our company, the row crops have already are, are well on that transformation and, and we're a little bit behind it. And um, I think in vegetables, um, it's a little more difficult to make that simply because we have so many crops we're dealing with and really different biologies of the crops and different targets, breeding targets we're going after in the different crops. And, and so as you bring in new technologies, um, the challenge is how, how do you implement those in so many different pipelines and um, different, what are today very different workflows. So, so it means really getting people to work in new ways and using new technologies kind of in a more systematic and uniform way across our different crops, which is, is hard, um, but possible. And um, I, I see that as, as sort of a, it's a big opportunity though, to, to make this, this switch where we're leveraging many more of these technologies much more effectively and speeding up our breeding cycles, um, just yeah, delivering, I think much more, um, in terms of the, the product innovation through these these technologies, but but we do have to make some changes in how we work to make that happen. So so that's a big thing that's on my mind right now. Now you are receiving a new award for NAPB. This is the Private Sector Plant Breeding Award. Can you tell us a little bit about your involvement with NAPB over the years and and why you decided to be involved? Well, I have to admit, I don't have a long history of involvement with NAPB. You know, our company does, and we've had uh, many, many people that have been involved with the organization. And um, they were the ones that, that my colleagues in the company were the ones that drew me to it. And, um, you know, really pointed out that um, it would be valuable for me to participate both for the company and potentially for NAPB you know, especially as we think about 
moving to this new way of working and the need to um, really bring the whole industry along, including our, our academic partners and the way students are trained and how they get prepared for doing work in, you know, in, in industry. So, um, yeah, that's what really drew me to it. And um, as I say, it's, it's, um, it's rather recent, so I, I don't have a long history. The NAPB is going to be giving out 24 Borlaug scholarships this year to young people just starting out in the industry. For you, what makes the ideal vegetable seed breeder? Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, um, it's, it's got to start with passion for, for what they do. And, um, you know, that passion may be around the, the um, field of breeding itself. I, I think they, they have to have a passion for genetics and, um, and, and breeding itself. But I think it also helps if they have a passion for vegetables or, you know, making new products that consumers want. And um, I, I think a real um, appreciation for that sort of complexity of the, the things that we deal with in vegetables and all the nuances and and really a, a joy of working with that and 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 working in with the diversity um you know you, you think about all the different crops we work with and the diversity within those crops and all the different things you can do and how they get utilized in so many different ways it, it's just fascinating the levels of diversity we deal with and i look for people that have a, a huge passion for that and um I guess the, the other element that's important is the interest in innovation and new technology to create those innovations. And, and you know, how, how do you bring that into a, a process and, and use it to really change how you do the work and, in order to, to speed up our innovation and, and making better innovations. So, so those would be the, the, the two things that are, that are important. I, I don't look so much for specific discipline training. Um, I look for people who have been broadly trained and been exposed to different things and have, you know, taken courses in a number of areas and, and people who are um, really lifelong learners and, and interested in continuing to learn in, in many different areas because that's what that's what we need going forward. That the world is not static and, and technologies keep changing. And if you come in with a fixed set of knowledge on technologies and you don't evolve and you'll quickly um, you know, be outpaced. So we need people who are willing to continue to learn. I was reading some of the comments that your colleagues have given about you. And what really struck me is your ability to, to lead. Uh, one of your colleagues said that you inspire, empower, and develop your team for passionate execution. Tom is motivated by achieving collective understanding and a sense of mission. How do you go about doing that? What's your What's your secret to to motivating people like that? Um, I, I one of the um, um, at one point in my career, I was leading a large organization. This was the um, um, genetics and um, the, the genotyping group. What I, you know, I, I, I at, at that point um, uh, in my career, I, I hadn't led such a large group, diverse group. I had mostly, you know, smaller groups I had led in, um, 
in um, my lab in, in Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, or at my first jobs in, in the industry. So with that large group, um, what I realized at some point, and, and I've always had a passion for, for understanding problems. And I think I really drove that passion with my students as well and the smaller groups that I worked with. And often it was focused on you know, sort of narrow topics. And, and, and so we could relate to each other pretty easily. It, it wasn't that difficult, I think, to, to sort of get that collective understanding and passion around um, certain topics. But with this big group, I realized that um, I knew where we were going, where we needed to go. I knew how ways that we could get there, but I wasn't necessarily connecting with everybody in the organization to, to have that same level of understanding. And so we, we, as a group, I think we all, you know, our, myself and my leaders discussed this. We realized that we needed to do some work to, to um, really change the culture of the organization. And, and so we pushed forward with a, with a real initiative to, um, uh, with a catchphrase. One of the catchphrases was ensure understanding. And I always told the organization that, that was my favorite phrase of the half dozen or so that we developed for our culture because um, it was so essential to have that for to even get started. If you didn't have the understanding, you didn't ensure the understanding, people weren't gonna get on board. They, they weren't gonna um, follow where you were going or understand why we had to go there. And so um, we really, really pushed on that and did a lot of work to make sure um, that people did understand you know the logic of why we had to make certain changes why we were going in certain directions we did that with partners too if people came to us and say oh we need you to do x y or z we start with well help us understand what's behind this you know why do we need to go that direction and and always with good intent right this wasn't about pushing back or this was really about making sure everyone was clear on what's most important so you could really drive the right outcomes so, so that I, that's just a little bit of the description of the, the journey I've been through with this. And, and so now I realized with that big group experience, how important and difficult it is as you get you know, into bigger and bigger organizations to make that work. And so I've become very, very um, conscious and, and uh, with a lot of intent to be focused on that, to, to make sure people do understand um, what's behind what we're doing. It's, it's really important. For more great podcasts, visit SeedWorld.com.